We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, let's conclude with what we started talking about previously. For me, I'm just continuing what I was doing a little while ago. For you, this will be part two of me explaining to you that Harrison Floyd and Trevian Cuddy and President Trump and this entire 19-person indictment in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia, is all about the cover-up of Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss and they're stealing the election for Joe Biden via multiple stuffing of the same ballots. As you saw in part one, Ruby Freeman wanted to come clean. The Holy Spirit was working on her. The power and the light and the goodness of Jesus was working through her and she wanted to repent and confess. But she gave in to the dark side, the evil side of power and protection. And ended up getting a, 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 a an award, a, the highest civilian uh, presidential award, for helping rig the election. So let's continue where we left off in part one. So they went to the Cobb County Police Station. So it was Trevian Cuddy and Garrison Douglas. Garrison is Brian Kemp's spokesman, not indicted. No, no word about what what his story is. Why does he get protection? Exactly. So he, you know, he was sitting next to Ruby when Trevian was asking her voluntarily, no pressure, to, to tell her story. And Harrison happened to call in by phone, you know, speakerphone, like ten minutes into the call. So this is all on body cam. It's on nine one one, and there's there's body cam at the house of her saying, you know, I don't know who to trust. I don't trust trust the government, and I want these people to come back and help me. Come back to my house. So again, we have this indictment where Harrison Floyd and Trevian Cuddy and others were supposedly trying to harass Ruby Freeman and her daughter to get them to change their story. And that's why they're being indicted. All right. I want to show you the footage. But before we get there, let me give you the full context. This is coming from the Georgia record. Their staff wrote it. Christmas of last year. Newly uncovered police body cam footage of Ruby Freeman reveal her stunning admission that directly contradict allegations made under oath by January 6th committee witnesses, by certain reports and show hosts, by members of Congress, and by lawyers and sworn statements in federal court. Freeman volunteers to blow the whistle on election fraud. In the body cam that I'm going to show you here in a second, Ruby Freeman alleges a cover-up uh, by the Georgia Secretary of State, the DOJ, FBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and the Fulton County DA. 
9-11 call transcript, body cam videos, and police report were obtained by open record requests. From that, inf- from that information, investigators have learned that the police report was supplemented in contradiction of the facts. Ruby Freeman's lawyer since January 2021 is Michael Gottlieb, who also was lawyer and fixer for Hunter Biden and the Aaron Richer and Aaron Richer, brother of Seth Rich. See, the connections here are very, very deep. Here is the background. Let's just assume we know nothing about Ruby Freeman. Ruby Freeman was employed by Happy Faces, a temporary agency that had been founded by Stacey Abrams. Freeman was a contractor to Fulton County, Georgia Elections Absentee Ballot Department, where she worked with her supervisor daughter, Shea Moss, to process absentee ballots in early November 2020. In December 2020, video of the Fulton County Ballot Processing Center operations from early November at State Farm Arena was part of a Georgia Senate Committee investigation and was publicly televised by multiple news organizations. I showed part of that to you yesterday in part one. The video showed ballot boxes appearing to be outside of the normal chain of custody. Appearing to be, they totally were outside the normal chain of custody. And they were being extracted from under a table and processed while no election observers or members of the media were present. If it weren't for the security cameras, we wouldn't even know or we wouldn't have evidence of this. Freeman Moss and Ralph Jones are seen pulling the ballot boxes from underneath the table. Freeman and Moss are seen scanning and rescanning stacks of ballots into an election computer. The unusual activity seen in the video coverage of the Fulton County ballot counting became a major focus of national attention in late 2020 and early 2021, as it should be. We are watching the, lo- the election being stolen right in front of us, especially since the actions that we see on video decided erroneously to give a fake win to Joe Biden. The presidential race in Georgia in 2020 was decided by less than 12,000 votes. Investigators that reviewed the video produced estimates of unusual ballot scans, estimating between 20 to 40,000 from the ballots under the table added to the overall vote totals after midnight, November 3rd, 2020. There weren't vote totals. There were ballot totals. There were fake ballots. There weren't actual votes. After the December 2020 coverage of the Fulton County election operations, we learned in the following body cam footage that Ruby Freeman uh, met with representatives from Georgia Secretary of State, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, FBI, and DOJ in December 2020 and tried to blow the whistle on the improper scanning of absentee ballots and the improper access to voting computers via USB ports. She commented that what the Secretary of State and District Attorney were reporting was false and fraud. When she met the FBI and DOJ, they did not ask her to tell what she knew and instead told her to scrub her social media. In December of 2020, a chaplain, Stephen Lee, became aware of Ruby Freeman hearing she wanted to disclose her involvement in ballot processing at State Farm Arena and was seeking legal assistance. Lee knocked on the door at Freeman's home two weeks prior to January 4th, but Freeman, who is a racist or afraid of white people, says she did not want to speak with him because he is an old white man. Okay, so then Lee, who also is involved and one of the people indicted, of one of the 19 people indicted, contacted Harrison Floyd, who had been employed by the Trump 2020 campaign. Harrison Floyd, as we looked at in part one, and we've been reporting over the last several days, was a, a, a executive director, director for uh, Black Voices for Trump and worked for the campaign. Now, he was in Maryland and was unable to travel to Georgia, so Floyd asked Trevian Cuddy, who we also looked at uh, in the previous episode, part one, a publicist who was working on the Purdue re-election campaign in Georgia to see if Freeman needed assistance. So she was already over there. So on January 4th, 2021, Garrison Douglas, GD, 
the director of communications for the Georgia Republican Party, took Cuddy to Freeman's house in Cobb County to offer help to Freeman. Freeman activated her ring camera to record the uh, visit conversation between Cuddy and her neighbor, Miss Nadine. Freeman did not answer the door and called 911. On the 911 call, Freeman states she wants Cuddy to come back to her house to see how they can help her. Okay? And that is the video footage I want to show you now. Police show up to Ruby Freeman's house and she wants to speak to these people. She wants to come clean. She knows what she did. And you're going to hear her in, in this clip say that she has worked for the police department. She's worked for 911. And she thinks the safest, best thing would be for the people to come to her house and speak to her with police present. And is it maybe because she knows that the government will be out to get her if she comes clean? Listen. So now tonight, okay. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I don't know if you are not seeing these folks and know just got you the police. You still human. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We can say we trust God and we believe God all day, but he gives us wisdom, you know. Right about now, I don't know if I need to talk to these people, if they really can help me. How can you help me? So you hear Ruby Freeman saying there that she trusts God and God's given her wisdom and maybe these people can help her. You know, meaning uh, Stephen Lee, Harrison Floyd, Trevian Cuddy, all these people that are indicted for supposedly trying to talk to and convince and uh, harass Ruby Freeman and her daughter. She's telling the cop here, maybe these people can help me. Maybe the wisdom of God can help me. And I can talk to these people. And they can help me. Doesn't seem like someone who is threatened by these people would call the cops and start telling the cops that maybe these people can help me get out of this quandary I'm in. Because she knows what she did. She knows that she stuffed ballots. As she clarifies here with the police officer who mistakenly thinks she's just a poll worker. And by poll worker, I mean P-O-L-L -L worker. Not a nocturnal entertainment P-O-L-E poll worker. How can you help me? Because I somewhat believe what they're saying is Grant Stacey Wilson, the Senate, and everything Democrat, everything over. My flesh wants to say, yeah, they could want to come after me. You know, I ain't dumb. Ruby Freeman saying, I, I want to talk to these people because maybe after the Senate and the Democrats look at what she did, you know, because as I showed in part one of this, it was presented to the Senate, the video footage of her stuffing the ballot box, that maybe they'll come after her. She's not talking about the three people that she wants to come talk to or she's would like to talk to and they can help her out. She says she's not dumb. She knows that how powerful the Democrats are and they can come after her. And she's trying to base herself in her faith in God and do the right thing. Patrick Byrne is right. She was a God-fearing woman. Unfortunately, she chose the wrong side. Most likely looks like out of fear, at least at this moment. And it's my daughter too, you know. 
We are both on the videos and all that. Oh, on the, uh, for the poll working? It wasn't poll working. It was the ballots counting at State Farm. State Farm. There's a difference. You know, we were counting the ballots. Yes, okay, gotcha. There's a difference. Okay, what does that Now, because the body cam footage is a little hard to listen to. I mean, if you're watching the video, listen to it, it's fine. But for a podcast, uh, let's go over to the transcript that's over uh, on the Georgia record. And then we'll go back to the Trump people explaining what's going on here. Uh, let me get my glasses for this. Once again, I hit 38 years old and all of a sudden my eyes started to fail me, at least with reading small print. So on 4th of January 21, Ruby Freeman called the Cobb County Police to help her arrange a meeting with crisis manager Trevian Cuddy and her driver witness Garrison Douglas. On the 911 call and in person at her home with the responding police officer, Ruby Freeman asked for the meeting to see what help that Trevian Cuddy could provide to her to clear her name to report on the cover-up by the Georgia Secretary of State and FBI and to blow the whistle on improper ballot scanning and improper use of USB ports by Fulton County election employees that occurred in and after the 2020 elections. So on the 911 call, Ruby Freeman asked the police officer to arrange to meet with Cuddy and Garrison Douglas. Ruben Freeman says, no, that's why I wanted the police to come. I go outside and talk with them with the police being here and I'm not talking now. And then Ruby Freeman says, well, yes, I want to do it when the officers come. The people uh, said they were close. They, I want them to come back and tell me what is they can do for me while the officer is here. So I remember they, they, uh, she didn't want to meet with, uh, with Mr. Lee cause he's white and Harrison Floyd can't be there. So he sends Cuddy Cuddy's with her driver, Garrison Douglas of the Georgia GOP. They ring, they knock on her door and have this conversation with her over the ring. She won't answer the phone. She won't, she won't answer the door. They leave. When the police officer calls, she says, call them back. I would like to meet with them now that police are here. She wants to be protected. She's afraid of the government because she knows of what she did. And then this is the uh, conversation. So during the police visit, uh, they used the, uh, the, 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 the conversation was had on the ring camera and the conversation between Trevian uh, Cuddy and uh, Ruby Freeman and her neighbor, Miss Nadine, is, pay, is, is played for the responding officer. And we see this on the body cam. And Trevian Cuddy says, my name is Trevian Cuddy. I'm a crisis manager. Let her know that we are not affiliated with anything or anybody, but there's something, there's some things that she should know. And then Ruben Freeman says, okay, so I want it done was while you're here. I know I ain't calling with my number, but I know from now on, if you call them, your office or whatever, not their office, had them to dial the number and say, yeah, she's willing to meet with, meet back at her house, you know, because the police is here and she'll meet with you with the police. So she's saying she wants the police to call her and have them come back because the police are there and then she'll be safe. Okay. So then uh, Trevian Cuddy asked Ruby Freeman, so you can find and figure out uh, the steps you want to take if you choose to take any at all. All right, fast forward to later that same evening and at approximately 10.30 p.m. on, this is all on January 4th, 2021, Ruby Freeman, uh, Miss Cuddy, and her driver meet at the Cobb County Police Station. And they continue to look out for Miss Freeman and let her know that they're being listened to by the feds. Here's a breakdown of what happened at that point. 
But the FBI agent, and she testified in the J6 committee in May of 2022, she said she gave the card, the FBI agent card to the police, and the police talked it out with the FBI. The FBI facilitated and, and probably arranged a meeting at the Cobb County Police Station, and Trevian Cuddy is on camera saying that the federal people are in the station with her. They're listening in on the body cam. And so they ask, so Trevian is basically doing the interviewing and saying, hey, we, we want to help, you know, what do you want to tell us? And she says, yeah, I need an attorney. And then she says that she went to talk to the Fulton County DA on December 8th of 2020, that they didn't ask her any questions. So the FBI was there, the, D, the GBI was there, didn't ask her any questions. They just told her to clear her social media. And then, so th then she goes on to and say. And of course, they told her to clear her social media because we have screenshots of the Instagram posts and the Facebook posts. And yes, so she did a lot of Facebook lives. I'm not sure about the Instagram. That may be real, maybe not. But um, but while she's in the on the body cam, she says that she talks about the suit, the, the ballots under the table. And and they said they came to her, her boss or manager. She didn't identify who, but we think we got a few people who it might be. And they said, the count is low. It's really low. And you've got to find some ballots to scan. And she, she said, there are no more ballots. No more absentee ballots to scan. They have scanned them all. Contrary to what Gabe Sterling says. So he's, he's somebody's not telling the truth there. Now, we're not going to go into Gabriel Sterling, but we'll show you a picture here. I'll have junior number two when he edits this. Put a picture here, Gabriel Sterling. Should uh, be a reminder, he was the chief operating officer for Brat Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, and part was one of the Republicans, along with Raffensperger and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who are all part of this uh, stolen election 2020 operation and cover-up. For lack of a better word, it was frustrating, but oftentimes I felt our information was getting out, but that there was a reticence of people who needed to believe it, to believe it because the President of the United States, who many looked up to and respected, was telling them it wasn't true, despite the facts. And I have characterized at one point, it was kind of like a shovel trying to empty the ocean. So then they said, well, they looked around and because everybody was cleared out of the, of the State Farm Arena, they said, lucky, boom, under the table, cut the zip ties. And that, and she says, this is all her words, that's how they scanned them to get the number up. And, and she met with the GBI, FBI, and they cleared her of all that. They didn't ask her any questions, basically. But she said, she said it was a case like cover-up. That, that nobody asked, nobody investigated. So the ballots underneath the table. Nobody investigated anything. And then she goes, she goes, the real thing, and she wanted to go live on every platform was the USBs. The USBs, she said, were going to blow your mind. She said, you're going to be amazed at that picture. I want to go live on every platform, and I don't want an attorney, and I want to go live. So, and, and so she, she tells this on an hour-long body cam at like 11 o'clock at night on January 4th of 2021, and it's the day before the Senate runoff, and the FBI, and the, oh, oh, the other cool part is that the police, they're on the body cam talking about the, the, the police report they're going to write contemporaneously. And they say, it's no crime, it's just political, and it's a cover-up. Anyway, it's a cover-up. And then they write their report, there's no crime, nobody got arrested, nothing. And then, so that police report was filed. Media never looked at that. Four hours later, at almost 4 a.m. in the morning, somebody filed a police report supplement that said, oh, it's because of the election, it's because of Trump. And they were they were harassing her. Told, that's not what happened. On the, on, the evidence does not show that. So right there, folks, is where we see 
where we are right now with the indictment, kind of coming full circle. Ruby Freeman wanted to be a whistleblower. She wanted to expose all of this stuff. These people try to help her, tell her to get attorneys, but be careful that the feds were listening. The police make a report that's totally non-political, said this is political, not a crime. And then someone later comes in and updates a file that is now the narrative that we have now, that they were harassing her. And that was the beginning of where we are now with this indictment in Georgia that has led to the indictment of these 19 people. There was no pressure, no no threats, uh, and they, they basically this is like a, this is like a PP dossier for for the Fulton County version of the PP dossier is this police report supplement. So you've got you've got and then they did another supplement later. All right, so the genesis of this whole interview and conversation is asking about Harrison Floyd, who they're burying him and Miss Cuddy as part of the Ruby Freeman cover up. And then I guess the, the reporter didn't want to have any more details and wanted to bring it back to Mr. Floyd. Which, which, so anyway, Harrison, anyway. Harrison was just trying to do the right yeah, thing just, and try to help investigate investigate allegations of fraud. And now he's sitting in a Fulton County jail cell. He didn't do so. anything wrong. Right. So you know what? Martin Luther King said, there's an injustice anywhere. It's a threat to justice everywhere. Okay. So now we've discussed in part one and now this uh, first part of part two, Ruby Freeman her daughter, Shay Moss, and how Miss Cuddy and Mr. Floyd are are being targeted as part of the cover-up. But so is Rudy Giuliani. He was hosed last month, and then he got hosed again yesterday, Wednesday. I say yesterday, Wednesday for you, because you'll be watching this Thursday, but I'm actually recording this on Wednesday evening. So this is what happened on Wednesday. Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani lost by default Wednesday, in a defamation lawsuit filed by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, two Georgia election workers, and uh, a judge imposed sanctions on him in the case. In a scathing 57-page ruling, federal judge Beryl Howell criticized Giuliani for not producing evidence as required for the case filed by election workers Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, resulting in the default loss. The judge also ordered Giuliani to pay the plaintiff's attorney's fees totaling tens of thousands of dollars. The ruling follows Giuliani's concessions uh, last month that he made false and defamatory statements about the election workers. The former New York mayor is already facing financial difficulties due to the numerous legal battles. They're just trying to bleed him dry monetarily. In addition to the civil case filed by Freeman and Moss, Giuliani has been currently charged in Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis's probe of his alleged Efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. And so that I can give you the proper background. Uh, this is what happened uh, July 26th. This happened uh, about a month ago. Uh, Giuliani conceded that he had made false and defamatory statements uh, about Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, who had filed a lawsuit against him. And uh, Giuliani... Uh, did not contest the four allegations made in a defamation case uh, brought by Ruby Freeman and Wandrea Shea uh, Moss against the former Trump attorney. The two women claimed they were harassed after Giuliani and former President Trump alleged they had counted additional votes by removing ballots from suitcases stored underneath tables after tabulation had ended in Fulton County. State officials said the ballots were actually stored in absentee ballot carriers in view of the press. Once again, not to believe our lying eyes. So 
Ruby Freeman wanted to come clean. And what happened? She didn't get an attorney. They had to scrub everything. They said, we'll take care of you. Don't worry. They got her legal representation to go after Trump and his people, Giuliani, Cuddy, Mr. Floyd, uh, Mr. Lee, and others. They flipped the script. And then they said, we're going to prove that we're going to take care of you, Miss Moss. You sue. Giuliani's going to lose. You're going to get money. He's going to pay your legal fees. And we're going to give you a medal. Miss Ruby Freeman felt her heart and her soul moved by the Holy Spirit of God to do the right thing. But because of fear, she fell into the dark side and followed evil and has been rewarded for it. Unfortunately, her reward is only uh, in this life. I am not Jesus. I am not Father in Heaven. I am not going to pass judgment on her, except to say that by discernment we can see that she has chosen and has sided with evil. I'll let Jesus sort it out. Now, I want to end with this. I want to end with this. I've been showing you over and over and over again that it's Republicans who are part of this. This was posted a few days ago. Georgia breaking. Governor Kemp admits to a Republican voter something very interesting about voting machines. Listen to this. Oh, by the way, this exchange took place at the 8th District GOP Fish Fry in Perry, Georgia, uh, four or five days ago, uh, August 26, 2023. Wow. But I am a Republican, sir. Good. I am. And I hope that you will stand on the side of truth. I am standing on the side of truth. And winning elections, because that's what matters. Governor Kemp just said there twice. And the people are even shocked. And they got it on tape. Kemp says, if you give anybody a voting machine, they can hack it. And then he says the absolute truth. It's about winning. It's about winning elections. Not winning fairly. It's about winning. This is absolutely stunning. Grady County boy here, Field Cersei. Hey, great. Good to see you. How you doing? Thanks for videoing. Yeah. I don't know if Governor Brian Kemp here is drunk or if this is just a temporary lack of situational awareness. But he's like saying, yeah, they can be hacked. It's all about winning. And then when his people and he realizes that these aren't voters in Georgia that are on his side, they're on the side of truth and not liking stolen elections, uh, he, he tries to run away. But they got it all on video. We want to keep it on the record. That's good. We need transparency in our elections. We, we, got we don't have transparency now. To be a full no, we're we're a box. We got a this. secret we're box. It, it's sir. a secret it's box. Just like Joe Biden, Brian Kemp has his handlers. You can't be out there talking to voters and telling them the truth. You'll notice that most of the people I've exposed today working against us have been Republicans. These are Democrat establishment. These are Marxist, treasonous traitors, rat bastard operatives. 
They just say they're Republican. They vote on a few Republican things to make them seem like they're Republican that are in the grand, I won't say in the grand scheme of things, but a lot of things are, are more benign. You know, they may be fiscally conservative and other kind of things to get the get, give the air of being conservative, but they're really just operatives. Brian Kemp, once again, Gabe Sterling, and his boss, Brat, Rat Bastardberger. Georgia has one hell of an operation with Republicans, and that what made that's what made the steal in 2020 in the state of Georgia possible. And right now, it's all the cover-up, the post-smearing, and indictments, and the protection of the actual guilty people, like Ruby Freeman, uh, her daughter, and others. And guess what? I got other stories of Republican operatives and election and voter fraud. But I think we'll leave that for another day. Thank you for joining me on part two of this Ruby Freeman 2020 Georgia election steal part two report. I'll be back tomorrow. Wait, 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 wait. Don't leave yet. I hope you haven't checked out yet. I hope you haven't checked out yet. I hope you see the runtime is still a few minutes and you're wondering what it is. As I was wrapping this up, I looked over uh, Steve Bannon had Harrison Floyd on his show after his release. And literally, I'm like, literally, I'm done with this, taking my jacket off, being done with this part two. And then I see this clip and it is a perfect positive ending to everything I've just laid out for you in part one and part two. I'm done and I see this. It's almost a godsend of a conclusion for this second part report. Harrison Floyd, Steve Bannon, Wednesday on Steve Bannon's War Room. We have Harrison Floyd live. He's now out of incarceration. Harrison, the first question is, why is it taking so long for you to get out of jail, sir? state of Georgia and I'm a black man. I don't know if I can say much more. Harrison, what what is the what are the charges? It's kind of people are confused. What are the charges? You're you're a former Marine, uh not just a veteran, combat veteran. What people are confused about why you even rolled up in this thing. What and I understand you have restrictions on I guess your bond of what you can say, but why why are you even part of this? Uh, to keep it frank and simple, Fulton County fumbled the cover-up, and uh, I am aware of what transpired, and they're trying to put pressure on me and others to uh, make sure that the truth doesn't come out, but the truth always has a way of finding its way to the surface, sir, so it's going to be, I'm looking forward to being down here and fighting the devil in Georgia. I am human. And I have my pride and foibles. And let me tell you, after making these, these, these two parts of this video, it is very comforting and reassuring to have Harrison Floyd himself say that he is exactly what I've been saying over the last two episodes, 
that he is part of the cover-up of what really happened. And of course, we know this has to do with Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss. And he also says the same thing. I've been I, What I say either was in part two, this episode or the previous one, this is a demonic, devilish, evil, satanic operation. He knows who he's dealing with and why they're doing it. They fumbled the cover-up, and he's part of that cover-up. Thank you, Mr. Harrison Floyd. So glad you're free. And as a imperfect human, thanks for validating exactly what I've been saying over these last two episodes. I'll be back tomorrow with more news. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.